This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I'm Inquisitor Temperance Price, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is the third volume in a report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee and players Ryan Laplante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt as Atticus Viz, Laura Hamstra as Eli Sharp, and Della Borovic as Morgan Rawls. My report shows that the Inquisitorial Band will be hosting a party. Morgan made an enemy of Lady Bolensong, Eli and Gideon Kotov designed an estate-sized maze, Valentine helped Atticus prepare a pitch, and the new Lord of House Van Houten won the right to host the fall party. But what will happen at the upcoming race across the land and through the sky? Find out next in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. From the Lizardman Letters Of course, the opening ball is always a perfect place to make a first impression, or in some cases, alas, as after all, if one puts one's foot too far in one's own mouth at such an event, well, the social damage will be far too much to recover from. Don't believe me? Just go ask uh, the fine folks of House Morales. Oh, wait, you can't, because no one speaks to them anymore. Not after last celestial season. Better luck next time, friends. Having successfully um, managed to finagle your way, partially through browbeating the, the party planner <laughs> into giving you the, the fall season party, um, you've now uh, secured for yourselves a chance to show off the wealth and status of uh, the the false uh, House Van Houten, as well as drawing some much-needed attention uh, to your cause in order to win over the heart of Duke Wickstrope such that you can take a trip to the Cloud Palace and fuck up an Eldar, as you know you do. Before that, though, you must survive a number of horrific social interactions with people <laughs> that you would rather just nuke from space. Mm-hmm. Um, we begin, of course, with the Welcome Ball being hosted by House Ball and Song. Um, this is a pretty big event for kind of uh, making a, an arrival in a statement. Right now, there's a lot of talk uh, amongst the uh, the Lizardman letter, let alone um, various uh, servants and folks around town of the mysterious rogue trader and uh, the uh, the scarred but handsome military man that have reappeared out of nowhere uh, into the, uh, the, the court of uh, the society. Um, but there are also all the regular intrigues. There are all sorts mm. of families vying for things. And so although the focus of our game is on the two of you, uh, Atticus and uh, Morgan, for the society, there are a lot of other main characters that we just aren't talking about. Um, <laughs> but a lot of those games are coming to fruition as everyone uh, plays their cards. There's a lot of schemes that have been put in place um, to, for, to jostle for better station. After all, the celestial season comes but once every five years, and people can only enjoy the seasons uh, that the the king generates once every five years. Otherwise, it is just rain all day every day. So people are pretty fucking excited for um, some spring weather. Incidentally, does have rain, um, <laughs> but it also a chance to to reshuffle the deck of the society a bit, as it were. So 
with the welcome ball coming up and unfortunately with your initial uh, contact with ball and song being not the best, um, you need to figure out uh, what you're going to wear uh, as well as what your approach is going to be to this this ball. From what Hugh has been able to tell you, um, the welcome ball is really, you can almost think of it as the, the equivalent of when like a footman calls out everyone's name and you appear uh, at the door and everyone stops and looks at you and then just carries on. Or like a, a, a stop and photo, uh, like a, a stop and pose or whatever on a, a red carpet. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's more about everyone getting a chance to see you and then a chance for you to just smack talk your rivals once to their face and get a sense of who they are. Everyone will get to meet each other. Um, but it's not meant to be like a big to-do that comes later. This is really meant to be a a present yourself say what you're about and then fuck off kind of thing. Hmm. Um, and uh, the race will happen um, the uh, the following day. So people get a, a night to rest between the, the the sort of introduction to the season. But it is a big deal. The town is a buzz. The sky is indeed clearing. Um, you can see kind of uh, uh, the, the cloud cover is, is slowly falling away. Uh, and you have some time to figure out what your approach is going to be um, before the event this evening. So um, we will say that whatever you decide you're wearing has been ordered in advance. Um, but I need to know kind of what you're you're thinking, what your approach is. Yeah, well, Morgan will have a different outfit, but I think it's still it's like a suit, like a black suit, but with a fancy, colorful shirt underneath with mm. lots of frills and like shorter uh, arms, so that you can see more of the color underneath. But the rest of it, very black, sharp suit, and then getting Eli a matching outfit, basically. So like a tuxedo, but very stripped down but with a little bit of like trinkets and color underneath. So it's like very uh, professional, but something, a little something, pocket square with the yeah. hint of the color. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So there's like just a little bit of like, we have stuff going on, but not showing. Right. So, sure. so it's like visually the same thing we're trying to put forward. Yeah. All right. Can you roll me a streetwise, please at difficulty? Um, <laughs> I think difficulty two for this one. Okay. Um, and I will give you a boost for the fact that you are going with something very similar to what you already wear. So yep. when people say, what is it supposed to look like? You're like this, but different yep. as opposed to like, imagine if you will. Right. Uh, have a lot easier. Uh, I'll also give you a boost for Thaddeus Thunderhorn being your on-site tailor because you can get <laughs> yeah. alterations you can get made. alterations. Yeah, exactly. On-site. Yeah. Then I'll roll this as is. If he sticks a pin in Eli, holy <sighs> shit. Well, at least Morgan has something going for her. Four successes, two advantages. Oh, man. These outfits are easy to find and amazing. Okay, uh, you're able to very uh, quickly put these together. And I think the fact that you're adding the flourishes and just altering them slightly means that it's uh, both familiar and and kind of uh, titillating because there's just <laughs> like the hint of like, did I, did I hear the jingle of bangles? But I can't see them. What? Exactly. Like, there's just yep. a little bit yep. of, of that nonsense going on. Um, so, yep, an easy fix. Yeah. And Thaddeus would fucking never try and adjust something on Eli. He knows that's how you eat shotguns. So <laughs> he would do your measurements and then go go deal with it elsewhere. Smart abomination. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's just a lot of like him sitting in, in his room alone, like hunched over a desk, like humming to himself as he like continues to sew the house crest. Um, on that note, uh, what is the house crest? <laughs> uh, research into the Van Houten... Uh, house uh, is they made up a, a creature to seem interesting and exotic. So it's a three-headed horse rearing up, uh, and uh, uh, it's got uh, uh, wings also. Okay, yeah. Uh, I was gonna say a triaquine, but if it's got wings, uh, three-headed Pegasus, Trigasus. <laughs> you gotta draw that Trigasus. Um, 
so he's he's going to town on that on those. Um, he's doing a pretty good job, all things considered. Um, but also given that it's the Van Houten family and their crest was likely not that great to begin with in terms of the quality of the prints. I was going to say, like, what is the Rawls, like Rawls Varn? What's the Varn Rogue Trader logo? Because that's what Eli would wear, correct? Because Eli's posing as yeah. your footman. And we've separated these two factions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, more, more, more good backstory. That she does have also Rawls Varn's uh, dueling last pistol, which is her like hidden gun that she mm-hmm. had earlier and it has all it's all gold and red and has filigree on it so i think it was it was just like a a gold and red with just like filigree symbols maybe like kind of a v shape sort of thing sure yeah. cool yeah i dig that thaddeus has been so busy but you know it's fine <laughs> he's not patching up almost dead people so he's he's happy and he can hide from the the eyes of the society, uh, lest they know a monster walks among them. So he's happy. Um, okay, great. So those are in play. Uh, outfits look good. Uh, Valentine and Atticus, what, are you, what, what kind of outfits are we dealing with here? What's the vibe? Would Valentine have sourced the uniforms or would it be a joint? I mean, Valentine thing? would have sourced because he would have to, he would just right. buy them through the appropriate channels. Right. But it's really up to Atticus. Like he's kind of nailed down the character and the family history and he actually knows more about the Van Houtens than anybody else. So Valentine right. would throw to Atticus for this. And he's going to try and make a statement and have that uh, Ehrlich Pelt carpet restored and mm. then tailored into oh. uh, some fancy uh, uh, nightwear, uh, incorporated, let's say, into uh, uh, a. Um, <clears throat> let's say a uh, 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 tuxedo kind of ensemble, but the jacket is very uh, uh, long with no sleeves, mm-hmm. um, and underneath is the pelt as a sash. Cool. Yeah. Um, how? Well, I guess you're saying no sleeves. Are you making any effort to dress up the arm, or is the arm just the arm? Uh, uh, Atticus would need help. I think he would go to Valentine and be like, like, uh, uh, so I don't know what to do about. Righty, over here. Uh, is it acceptable in these circles to so brazenly display the Emperor's might? Well, depending on the society, most wealthy people are of two minds. One is trying to cater to the whims of others, and the other is a statement of power by refusing to do so. Looking at your arm which like changes his whole frame and his whole body. <laughs> That's it's correct. like stature differently and it's fucking huge. <laughs> He's like, putting a sleeve on it, I don't believe will successfully hide it. So I would say, lean in, show off the arm, deny nothing, make it a signature piece and a conversation starter rather than not. All right. Could uh, Robotay then uh, requisition some, I don't know, gilding or something? I don't want to limit any kind of functionality, sir. Yes, we could work with uh, Gideon Kotov. I could buy some jewellery we could melt down to create some more, let's just say, Imperial Regent-esque golden hand for you, and we could decorate it up. I do believe that would be an excellent choice. Thank you very much, sir. All right, so we'll gild that motherfucking arm. Nice. Make it look real yes. cool. All right. Um, uh, and Valentine will take his usual black armor with his, his breastplate, uh, and he will just add 
a black lace Austin Powers style collar <laughs> and black lace at the wrist. So he's still a butler. He's just a butler plus 10% for an event. Plus 10 butler. Is that yeah. called a uh, cravat? Is that what that yes, was? Cravat. Yeah. yeah. Cravat, man. yeah. Uh, and Valentine will switch around to uh, a black lace uh, daredevil style headdress oh, that covers his yeah. eyes and okay. ties at the back. So he's not just wandering through a party in sunglasses. He's got a specific <laughs> oh hidden my. style look. Yeah. As you wish. Um, all right. Um, <laughs> so I think I need a hmm, what to be done here. Um, you know what? I actually don't think you guys need to roll for this, given that you have money and Morgan doesn't. Cool. I think that's a, a safe a safe assumption. So um, you're you're outfitted. Um, the evening fast approaches. Is there any final preparation you want to do? As, as a group before you're uh, on your own. The only thing would be if we consider that the outfits were sorted ahead of time. I, I don't know if it it matters for this party, but it would be on Morgan's to-do list to help Atticus practice dancing. Yep. So that would be, yep. yes, that would be <laughs> something that she would try to get in before this, if possible, since okay. this party is upcoming. Why don't, we, uh, why don't we spend a story point then, uh, which will bring us to holy shit, zero and five. I don't, uh, I don't feel like this should be my alone to decision to well, make. Do, do you want to either you can spend a story point and have it or you can try and roll for it and see if you can train Atticus to dance in a short amount of time. I hate, I hate choices. <laughs> Game of choices. I hate. hate. I hate. <laughs> I feel like let's let's roll for it because it's like if it get if we can fit it in before this if All we right. can't then it's gonna be like yeah. don't dance <laughs> don't mm. <laughs> what did we learn you're not gonna dance you're not gonna da- are you gonna dance tonight maybe yeah. yes maybe you, you no. know how they say you can dance if you want to not you that does not right. apply this to you. is no. gonna everyone be, but you stay with your well friends. it's more of a it's gonna yeah. be we had a we had a quick touch point that was like okay apparently you are good with horses animals let's see if that pertains to dancing how in the world would that pertain to dancing just atticus not at all ready <laughs> to believe that this is going to be any kind of transferable <laughs> well let's, we will see yeah let, we we will we, <laughs> will we will indeed see Greetings, fellow servants of the Emperor. It is I, Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, and I am here to call you to step forward and serve the Emperor as part of his immortal and blessed host. It's a great day for you to join a Patreon. That's right, patreon.com slash dumdumdice is the perfect place for you to fund our little forays into saving, let's just say, the Golden Throne and all of humanity. Now, I know the thing that you're wondering is, what's in it for me? Because, and I mean this as pleasantly as possible, you're absolute heretical scum. What I'm hoping for all of you is that you can redeem yourselves by receiving ad-free feeds where you are no longer plagued by random temptation, but instead can focus your attention purely on the Emperor. You can gain this ad-free feed for only $5 a month and receive other feeds as well to other alternate realities. If you go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, it's for the Emperor and we'll save your souls. We're going to make this a coordination. Mm-hmm. Hmm. How to play this. Um, Atticus, what is your uh, coordination? Uh, two greens. Two green? 
Okay, so I'm going to say, Morgan, um, it's going to be a coordination check, mm-hmm. agility. Your difficulty is going to be two red. Okay, yep. Um, I'm going to give you a setback for the time crunch. Okay. Um, I don't know if I have anything else. Oh, uh, you can have a boost for Hugh having um, shown you videos of local dances. Yes. So you've got that. Um, and realistically, since it's a bunch of aristocrats, odds are a bunch of them are very good at dancing, but there's also probably a bunch of dances that are very... Like, Simple. hey, do you not really move around much in your life? Here's the dance <laughs> for you. Right. You still need to do this because you're fancy. That kind of. Totally. Uh, yeah. Okay. I think that's that's all I've. I've yeah. I'd say Valentine probably isn't around to help with this because he's out supervising the teams building the property. Like he's got to do the valet work. And a lot of the valet work is making sure the house is right. And that like none of the construction guys are drawing pictures of the map. They're clearly taking off to give to other rich people. Like he's got to keep them bouncing around. So he'll okay. be doing that. Okay. I'm going to just push a button and cry. <laughs> oh, Atticus, look, you, you just put your foot here and you move it. You're natural at this. I got two successes and six advantages. Holy wow. shit. Hello. Yeah. Um, You're going to push a button and cry? I, I was prepared to. That was a pretty good result. <laughs> yeah. So, Atticus, I think um, as, as uh, Morgan describes this sort of stuff, uh, you just sort of like quickly come to realize that she's basically just describing the basics of CQC. And you're like, oh, I can do this. <laughs> okay. Like this is this is just, just don't kill your dance partner. Yeah, it's just fighting, but you don't hit them. Like this is fine. <laughs> I can do this. Um and yeah, a lot of the um a lot of the movements are similar enough that you're you're just able to and again, like based on on your size and your bearing, like no one will be expecting you to be tremendously agile or anything. They just need to know that you know the steps. And to your point about how you learned the Van Houten family history earlier, like drilling the same four or five steps over and over again, like fucking sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That all day for Atticus. Yeah. I think she taught him just those simple steps. But the other thing that she discovered while working with him on this is like, wait a second, his big power fist is like, just curve that up and stick it. Don't move it. And then that person can just chill like in that space and they can just, just taking turn my dance around. partner on a ride. Yeah. Yeah. It's like teacup ride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they call it the formal scoop. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great. Um, Okay, I like that a lot. I also like that we're continuing the trend of like every character Tyler plays across all of our shows is an excellent oh dance dancer. So, like, <laughs> get on it, Everett. Um, <laughs> God. All right. <laughs> so, um, great. I dig that. Uh, okay, so yes, you managed to get some dancing in. You still have one story point. Good for you. Um, <laughs> you did it. Yeah, it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Um, okay, great. So um, the, the the night approaches. Um, the the skies have cleared. There's a, a light breeze. That awful smell of fresh earth and mm. and growth is still just lingering in your nostrils. Um, but it's the first time you can see a clear sky. Uh, so the the night sky is up, um, vaguely purple tint. Uh, you know, you can, lots of stars. Absolutely beautiful. And um, your respective carriages arrive. Um, Morgan, uh, you are out of money. And Hugh doesn't work for you. Yeah. So I think you have to ride your horse. I was going to say you would take the horse, actually. <laughs> yeah. I was planning on that. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, it'll be the two of you on Starkiller. And then <laughs> for um, Atticus and Valentine, it, it is like a proper fucking carriage. Um, uh, it's Go got on. like, think Cinderella style, like unnecessary. And it's been quickly painted uh, to meet your livery. Uh, of the Van Houten uh, family. There's like a, 
somewhat crudely, but still like capably sculpted um, uh, three-headed Pegasus, uh, Pegasus on the um, uh, the front. So it does have like a suggestion of, of the animal. And uh, yep, um, Hugh steps out dressed to the nines um, and uh, just says, oh, um, uh, uh, you... Uh, Sorry, it's Robute Figarello. Figarello says, "Ah, yes, uh, Mr. Figarello, um, Lord Van Houten. You're both looking um, tremendously well, if I may say." Uh, Atticus does not uh, respond. Doesn't need to. You're yeah. a lord. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, just say, just Valentine that, like, will give him a nod say anything. <laughs> and just say thank you, Master Smiggleton. Uh, Valentine will have left his weapons behind. He is not carrying yep. to this. It's okay. You're still. Carrying a weapon is with you. Yeah, uh, I got the doom fist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Overwatch. Yeah. Um, so uh, you load into the carriage. Um, Hugh's going to drive, um, but uh, the, the two of you in there. Is there anything you want to discuss? Um, just the two of you. And so many Atticus and Valentine alone moments. This is this is rare these days. Oh, I will flag just to keep me honest. Valentine also leaves his concealed compact last pistol behind. He's not trying to sneak anything into this one. He's going to yep. play this one totally honest. Yeah. Well, I mean. We have had some Atticus Valentine moments, but this has to be Robitaille Francois moments mm. in a in a carriage. <laughs> Correct. True. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Fair enough. So All Atticus, right, I think, yeah, just Atticus is silent unless Valentine is going to try to initiate some kind of. Valentine is in fucking character. Yeah. He is there. He yeah. exists <laughs> to serve. Like, are you do, are you wearing a hat to this event, or are you going hatless for this one? Uh. I don't think Atticus would have thought about that. So I think, no, yeah, no hat unless someone else was like, this man needs a hat. Uh, it cuts is, back to the top hat Morgan found you just sitting alone in a yeah, room. Say, <laughs> never the lights are off. Va- Valentine yeah. has had your monocle polished. It's on a little yeah. pillow in front of him so he can present it to you if there are things you want to look at. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just waiting. And then he's just sitting ready to serve. And so wealthy you don't need to see. <laughs> like, yeah. I'll only look what I want to. <laughs> Valentine yeah. will just walk you around obstacles if you can't see them. Otherwise, he's Love there to that. just present the monocle or collect drinks or things like that. Excellent. Okay. Uh, and then um, for Morgan and uh, Eli, just like arriving on a stallion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. Just a very tired horse that to carry both of you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so it, uh, it, it pulls up and it very much is like a red carpet situation. Um, you know, it is back at the, uh, the, the bong song, um, uh, estate. So it's like, like the guards, uh, as you arrive, one of them like nods to, to Eli and is like, do you have any notes on those mazes? But like, clearly it'd be like <laughs> past, like there's no room to talk to this guy. Um, Eli, would you try and say anything to him or are you just ignoring him? Uh, so Eli has a hard time ignoring things. So I should ask. Um, <laughs> No, he's gotten what he needs. Like the ma- like the plans are there. He doesn't need anything more from this person. He's not gonna. Well, I don't know. The damage is done with this fucking house and these yep. people. He doesn't want to make anything worse. Fair enough. Um, so he's he like Valentine. He is in character. He's shutting the hell up. Yeah, Clarence is quiet but respectful. Um, how about you, Morgan? <laughs> what if the horse is listening? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Morgan is just trying to do the best you can to look proper and man trying to be charming did not work for her very well so i think she's gonna try to do i'm gonna just try to be mysterious because that people liked that at the bar so i think it's more just quiet and mysterious and looking at people giving like furtive glances Mm -hmm. at people and that's what we're gonna try tonight to do 
the uh, the Edward Cullen special, as it were. That's true. Yeah, just show up at a new school and be like, yep. it's like oh my god, it's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cool. All right. So um, that you get some some funny looks having arrived on a horse without a carriage. There's a lot of like okay, but also you're from off world, so everyone's kind of like maybe this maybe everyone just drives horses where they're from. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> every planet has horses in their heads. Um, all right, so um, you arrive and um, you know the the front doors are open. People are like have drinks and food and are just kind of like milling about outside. Um, and uh, you there's kind of um, like as as you approach, there is um, of course like someone standing by with like a, a big fucking forty k style like voice amplifier. So it's just spiky and metallic and has like a horrible screen on it, um, and uh, you know like an unnecessary amount of like tubes. <laughs> um and and shit and um just anytime someone comes up um they uh they hop on and uh, and announce them you can see uh, Vernelius Venom Blight just like running around making sure everything is in order um just like yelling at someone about a nice sculpture that isn't working the way it's supposed to uh and uh and you you walk up and the um the attendant uh turns to I guess Valentine and says and uh, who shall I announce this to be? And Valentine hands over the card. He's had beautifully calligraphied cards with the the full title of Lord Francois Van Houten, uh, you know, imperial hero, warrior of the emperor, and three other flowery phrases that all make it clear that he's murdered a bunch of people because that yeah. seems to be his go-to reputation. <laughs> Great. So uh, the, the uh, attendant announces this with that same kind of like board drawl that all like announcements of famous people go with. Um but then has to like turn the card over for the additional like, <laughs> things, and there is you do see kind of a like a almost a like a, a tremor of excitement travel through the crowd as they hear like it's not just like Lord of this place, it's like Van Houten. They're like okay, and it's like Imperial Hero. I'm like oh, and then like oh oh oh, and there's that immediately that thing where like people don't know what to say around like firefighters or or soldiers where it's just like thank you for your service like there's a lot of that <laughs> happening because mm-hmm. um, the the wars of the Imperium are so fucking far away from Greybridge to the minds of Greybridge not really knowing how delicately balanced on a knife's edge the entire galaxy is at all times that um this really is like a oh well we, we don't know how to act yeah and i would say valentine and would they would have had this discussion previously to just like clear atticus but it's like war stories about killing orcs go right fucking ahead you want to tell the story about the time you fought a corrupt inquisitor and then murdered them go right ahead like just leave out yeah. all the valentine shit but all combat stories are on mm. the table if he wants to share them with people so those would be built hmm. into just like little yeah. a little trickle of just if you want to ask questions about the time he fought warlord you know orc warlord gruck <laughs> yeah it's been mentioned mm-hmm. cool 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 okay i like that um all right, so you arrive uh, to, to some fanfare. Uh, I'm going to give uh, Atticus and Valentine, you just get a boost on your next cool, uh, your next role um, in, in this social sphere. Um, Morgan, you and Eli show up. Same mm-hmm. sort of situation, except this time the person doesn't even turn to you, doesn't even really notice uh, until you kind of bump into them. You're here and he turns and says, oh, um, and uh, who, who am I announcing? Rogue trader Captain Rolls Vaughn here. Oh, um, and like he was looking at Eli, and mm-hmm. he like turns back to you and says, "Oh, oh, oh uh, your your footman doesn't have a card." No, she speaks for herself, and she speaks well. The cardless rogue oh trader, God. Captain. Oh, fuck, fuck this guy, Rolls Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> 
God and damn. like no one turns. They're all still watching Atticus as Atticus moves in. Um, there's some some light chuckles. Eli mm. makes a mental note of what this guy looks like, <laughs> just in case he gets a chance. To. Yeah, I like I like to I like to imagine that Eli was going to be able to tell any of these aristocratic foot people apart. Just <laughs> to be like, all right, you were the fancy one. <laughs> all right, I'm going to punch somebody in a wig and a pillbox hat. <laughs> The night is through. Yep. Maybe it was you. Maybe it was you. <laughs> Windmill punching his way through the crowd. Just fighting staff on the Van Houten yeah. estate. Like, <laughs> I saw you there, you fancy fuck. <laughs> just beating the shit out of the guy in the corner. They're all hardened criminals. It's fine. Uh, okay. So, um, yeah, the um, I'm going to give Morgan, you, and Eli each a setback okay, on your yeah, next social. I'm so sorry. Social, I'm so uh, sorry. Yeah, that's she, yeah. I mean, Laura, for what it's worth, I don't think arriving on a horse without cards was going to work out regardless of what Eli said. He um, did great. Well, he did great. Yeah. When all one's money is tied up in a ship, you know. Look on the bright side. It's not two setbacks. I mean, it is total. <laughs> <laughs> And this is why I hate math. Um, all right. So um, there's lots of folks uh, milling around the party. Um, again, it's it's outside. So it's kind of in the front yard of, of the estate with like the, the giant fountain uh, with the trees lining either side. Um, electric lights have been strung up um, sort of across everything. Um, they do give off a bit of a, a harsh yellowish glare because, of course, like, 40K isn't exactly known for it's like, here's all the like nice spectrum of LED. It's just really like, mm. these are work lights, but they're nicer. Visually, they're nicer, but the light is still kind of harsh. Um, but it, you really should think like giant garden party kind of situation. Um, it's a very uh, spring friendly uh, thing. I will say, though, that it does kind of mean that everyone is in vaguely dim light, um, mm. which makes it slightly harder to spot who you want to spot. There's kind of the, a sense of like, Except for Valentine. <laughs> yes. He has minus one setback to environmental things that prevent mm. perception. Um, he's got a robot. <laughs> Eli face. wants to punch everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> menacing through the crowd, Eli's actually seeing Atticus yeah. not realizing it. So I'm going to show that rich bastard. <laughs> <laughs> nice arm, you fancy fuck. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, who Who are you looking for? What are you trying to do here? Well, Morgan definitely wants to see where Lady Guinevere is. Give her some creeper glances. We got to feel out whether like being pushy with this lady is going to work or Mm. if it's going to make things worse. So at this point, we're kind of scoping it out. But I think in general, also just looking because we've not seen the other people except for the photos. Mm. I think she's she will maybe eventually approach, but is doing reconnaissance first and also knows that Valentine is tied up with the big boy all right let's get a streetwise then sure i think or is it perception hmm it falls in the middle um i'm gonna go with perception because you're not talking to anyone sure you're just you're just purely observing okay difficulty um i'm gonna say um difficulty you're sorry you're trying to get you're trying to observe Guinevere, but you also want to observe everyone else, like the other heirs? Yeah, just, okay. just scoping out the whole place. All right, so then I'll make that difficulty three just because it's you're not looking mm-hmm. for, like, not just, like, staring at Guinevere. You're trying to, like, take in the whole space. Yep. Um, you get your setback no from setback. embarrassment. Uh, you get a setback from the low light. Okay. Um, it makes folks harder to, to but, spot. But I them. also have... Uh, contacts that i can see in the dark does that help me in this at all uh yes you can remove that setback uh, yep. nice 
Yep. Oh, man, the guards didn't check your eyes on the way, and that's going to fuck me over for both you and Valentine. Okay. <laughs> that's true. Pardon me, may I see your peepers? Mm. Um, Even right. if they ask them, Valentine can't take them out. <laughs> They're pretty in there. Honestly, if anyone else could take them out, that would also be a problem. Yeah. Like, here you go. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Eli's like, why do you call them peepers? It's such a <laughs> stupid word. <laughs> It draws uh, a line there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what puts more. That's the, the peepers that broke the camel's back. Um, okay, I think that's it then. Okay, this is a this is a crap oh, shoot. Uh sorry, you can have a boost for Eli helping. Thanks, Eli. Hey, you're welcome. All right. Right, well, of course, he's he's less looking for info and more for who to punch first, but that's, still that's he is helpful. looking. He yeah. is yep. like, there's a person, there's a person. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, me and Guinevere are having, having a time. <laughs> one failure, one threat, one triumph. Fuck. What the? Maybe she likes the creeper. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Um, all right, I got to write that down. What What is this fucking nonsense rule? It is. <sighs> one failure, mm-hmm. one threat, one triumph. Okay. <laughs> For those of you only listening and not watching... Um, Tom removed his glasses and it appeared tried to rearrange his face like <laughs> like clay face or something. Yeah, yeah. I was just trying to squish Batman it all back villain, into yeah. a guy who knows what to do with that yeah. role. Every time this happens, we watch Tom age 10 years to try to rub his face young again. <laughs> yeah, it's like massage those, the wrinkles out. Yeah, it's those stupid aliens on Star Trek Insurrection who just pull the skin on their face yeah. back to look younger. Mm-hmm. Um... Except in my case, it's like pull a skin on my face back to know what to do with uh, one failure, one threat, one triumph. <laughs> okay. Um, so she is not really having it. Okay. Um, she seems kind of distracted. Um, and uh, I think it's that kind of thing where it's like, even though you're, you're giving her the eyes, she's like actively darting. Like if she catches your eyes, she's looking away, not like a, oh no, you caught me looking away, but more in like a no she's interest. She's not feeling it, yeah. Yeah, no That's no fine. interest, um, turning away. Um, however, you did, the the threat will just pass forward to whoever rolls next. The triumph, however, is um, you notice um, as you're you're kind of like watching the crowd. Uh, well, you know what, I'll, actually I'll give this to you, which you notice one of the heirs specifically. Um, who, who do you want information on? I want information on Kuros, Party Boy. Party Boy Kuros. Yeah, all right. So uh, Venkari Kuros is um, uh, shaking hands like a politician. He is just like, um, and what you're noticing is that he's actively, because you got to triumph and you're spending some time observing him. Mm-hmm. He's waiting, like, he's moving through the crowd, doing the big, like, handshake, slap you on the shoulder, like, maybe pull you into a hug thing. Um, but you notice that it's not like people are waiting to do that with him. It's that he is bombing into conversations and then just doing that to whoever is in the conversation. So gotcha. in his wake, there's a lot of spilled drinks and a lot of like people kind of being like, what the fuck? But also everyone knows who he is and he's got status. So he's kind of allowed to. But it's giving weirdly to an outside viewer. It gives the sense that he knows everyone and everyone is excited to see him. But with more careful observation, you realize that he's literally just a wrecking ball in this party right now. He's just yeah. going around causing social chaos like so much strain damage happening just all hmm. around him um yeah. but his soak is too high because yeah. he has no shame 
Right. Um, and, and is he fine or is he intoxicated doing this? Oh, uh, like alarmingly sober looking. Right. Um, but oh, like God. having a great time. Like this is clearly from where you're sitting and what you know of, of like human behavior. Yeah. This is like a very calculated like. I'm doing this because it makes people uncomfortable. Oh, thing. I hate mm-hmm. this. No, that to me that's good information because there's a huge difference between that and someone very who much. Is yes, this blasted. is not. This is not just like joyous. I'm feeling no pain. This is like nice conversation, assholes. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a shame if someone shook your hand. I right am now. going to cause problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right, and team team Van Houten. Uh Valentine, <laughs> knowing that. From all the research, Duke Wickstrop is somebody who doesn't really enjoy these social events. Uh, and knowing that we're going for mysterious, dangerous question mark, Lord Van Houten, uh, the strategy would be leading Atticus over to like the side of the room where there is a table where he can have a drink that is separated from the group and just parking there. People mm-hmm. can come to him if they're interested, but it's dangerous if they go to him because he's new. And it lets Valentine stand over his shoulder and just kind of watch the room. So it's like, who's going to come to him? Mm-hmm. They're aware that like he's low enough status that he's an interesting thing, but not somebody who can walk up to important people and be like, hey, how you doing? Cool. So um, the so you pull in over there and like uh, you notice that there are uh, just a, a swarm of um, uh, servo skulls. Uh, with the the powdered wigs and like the, the bows and things, um, just like flying around, like picking up drinks and flying away. So like whenever you finish a drink, um, like it'll just swoop in, deliver a new one, or pick up the the empty. Mm. Um, there are servitors moving around with trays of drinks as well, um, but uh, the servo skills are kind of getting in where they can. So you've got like you find yourself kind of over there, but you don't. It's not like you need to constantly like worm your way to the bar. There is something kind of serving you over there and, and drifting in and out. Um, and as soon as you get there, uh, you are just fucking swarmed uh, by by people. Um, like they've been watching since your announcement, and with the arm, um, you are a huge point of fascination. Um, unfortunately, uh, it is just a, a group of like um, tittering debutantes, just being like, "Oh my god!" Like there's just like there's a bunch of like. Like there's a couple of ladies who are like super jacked who are like trying to talk military shit to you. There's just like a guy who's like, and you were in the army? Like, oh goodness. And is like <laughs> just really, really into the idea of you. And you you realize that one of the dangers to this is being an oddity who is low on the social rank is you are incredibly accessible to hmm. a lot of the folks who wouldn't feel comfortable talking to anyone up top. So um, what I'd like from this, I think, is obviously these aren't the people you want around you. Because um, they're going to prevent any amount of anyone of value, quote, quote, uh, coming to talk to you. What is your strategy for getting rid of them? That's over to Atticus. Valentine can't make those overt moves at this point without <laughs> blowing cover. So, no. uh, Atticus wants to create an air of inaccessibility. You know, he's accessible now because he's low on the rung. Mm. So he wants to leverage how dangerous he is Mm. to make people who are not so secure and insulated kind of second guess approaching him. Mm. The topmost people who have lived with protection their entire lives and that kind of thing. He doesn't want to appear too closed off to them, but to appear more interesting um, and appear above the rabble mm. so i think once we've got a crowd of people like kind of fawning over him and things like that and if someone gets in his face asking what war is like atticus 
vents a little um <laughs> Uh, uh, and and pulls uh, this this gentleman you said asking yeah, yeah. like you know what's what's it like to oh it must be so cool you you must get so much honor on the battlefield like you know comrades standing together against the forces of what what, what is the word chaos um, and and pushing <sighs> back the tides uh, Atticus hip, hip, cheerio with his uh, uh, flesh arm we'll say uh, will grab this guy by his lapel <laughs> and pull him close and growl loudly like a stage whisper <laughs> uh, um um. Uh, uh, you think you know of war. You think you know of service. You know nothing. And he'll throw him uh, uh, to the ground so that he slides into the middle of the room. Amazing. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, if he throws him back, Valentine will just stick a foot out and trip the guy <laughs> so he like, goes all the way down. Yeah. Trip. So. Trips and slides, record skips, everyone stops and turns, there's gasps, someone drops a glass. Yeah. Immediately, like a skull just descends to go find the broken glass. Um, and um, yeah. Atticus turns to Robite and says, Find me a balcony. <laughs> Robote does. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking go to a balcony. Yeah. <laughs> and um, as you, you kind of carve your way through through the crowd uh, towards the balcony, um, a, uh, a man with chiseled features um, who is uh, sort of lurking. Um, in a corner, um, being talked at uh, by uh, one of the elder Kuros uh, folks about uh, just the the true value of of a high quality pigment compared to a low quality pigment, and how truly like most people think they can't tell the difference, but if you look close, you can tell the difference. Um, he uh, uh, sips um, just a a sparkling water uh, that he's got in like a, a tumbler, um, a rocks tumbler. Uh, and watches a um, just like a, a young upstart get thrown across the room. Uh, and as he sips his drink, his eyes kind of follow the mysterious soldier who did it. And for the first time that night, uh, Duke Wickstrup feels a small smile begin to spread across his features. Thinks to himself, oh, thank the emperor, at least someone here is interesting. This episode of The Valentine Heresy features the voices of players Brian LaPlante, Tyler Hewitt, Laura Hamstra, and Del Borvik, alongside game master Tom McGee. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and The Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borvik at delborvik.com. That's D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ad breaks use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. For all things Dum Dums and Dice, including merchandise and how to join our Patreon, you can visit dumdumdice.com or find us on social media at dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator and death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Flynn 1138, Alorain Okapi, OMG It's Big Nick, D&D and Things, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Flea Unit, Madre de Gatos, Lady Maiden, Nithrian, Garbo Ape, Locke, Sam Schaefer, Waffle Marine, Dagger Rain, Rob L, Dia Delos Hoodless, Diovasis, 
Loki Burrito, Squishy Werewolf, Remy Funky Head, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Check out this place. You'd love to retire here? What is this? Oh god, what have you done? Spaceships. Season 2. Out now on podcast platforms across the galaxy.